I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. If you're interested in learning calligraphy and you want to do it for free, I have a calligraphy workshop that I created just for you. I know how frustrating it is to buy the wrong tools, to not know how to use them for everything coming out of your pen to look like nonsense. That's why I created this training. It's about an hour long. It shows you exactly what tools to buy, how to prep those tools, how to get started right, and how to continue practicing so that you actually get good at calligraphy. And bonus, it will tell you a little bit more about how to continue working with me if you want to learn calligraphy from me. So that's at freecalligraphyworkshop.com. All one word, freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Hope to see you inside. Hey there. Welcome back to The Sheena Show. I wanted to start off this episode by just saying thank you. Thank you so much to everyone who is listening, who has left me a kind word on Instagram or left a review or a rating for the show. I truly, truly appreciate it. It's what kind of keeps me going and keeps me excited to keep making the show. So thank you to you who are listening. This episode, I wanted to do for you, more literally, more directly, because it's a Q&A episode. I put out a call for questions. What do you want me to answer for you on The Sheena Show? What would you like me to talk a little bit more in depth about? And I put that question box up on my Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, why not? Come follow me. I post calligraphy videos, tips, like glimpses into my behind the scenes and day to day. It's kind of my favorite place to hang out. So definitely come follow me there. I'm at Crooked Calligraphy on Instagram. So I put the question up there. And you know what? I started with kind of general, hey, what general questions would you like to know about? And very quickly, I noticed that it was mostly business questions. Y'all are really curious about getting my perspective and experience and advice on starting your own creative business. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus in on the business questions. And then hopefully maybe in the future, we can do another Q&A on sort of different topics. But for now, let's dive into the business questions. So first question I got from Gionics. I'm going to try to pronounce these Instagram handles. and I'm going to probably not do a great job with a lot of them. So, you know, forgive me for that. But how did you know when you were ready to start selling your work? This is a question I get so, so often. And my response is, you can't wait until you're fully ready to start putting your work out there and selling it. If you wait until you are 100% ready and confident, you have waited too long. That's what I've learned in my five years of business and seeing so many other of my students go out and try to do this thing. So I wasn't 100% ready and confident. I had only been doing calligraphy for two or three months before I started designing greeting cards and, and putting them out there in the world. But 
it's okay. You should be a little bit uncertain and scared when you first put your stuff out there. It means you're being brave, right? And taking that step because you can't be fully 100% ready and confident until you've actually done the thing, right? So by definition, you should be a little bit scared and unready. But what I would say is I just, I started kind of putting it out to my friends and family first. Hey, I'm doing this calligraphy thing. I am interested in making it a business and selling my calligraphy. Here is, here are some samples of the stuff that I can do. Anybody want me to create like a custom card for them or something? Putting it out to my friends who I knew wouldn't treat me harshly <laughs> and shut me down. And that's how I gained the confidence to continue putting my stuff out there. And then I started an Instagram. And guess what? When you first start an Instagram account, nobody's following you. And that is a good thing because nobody can watch as you try and experiment and mess up and tackle that learning curve. So that's what I encourage is don't wait until you're 100% ready. Start putting yourself out there to friendly people first, maybe on Instagram where not that many people are watching and you just build from there. Okay, let's go to the next question. This is from Letter Artie Zoo. Letterer Artie Zoo. How can I grow my business on Instagram? Okay, that is a huge, huge question. And there are so many courses out there, teachers teaching this exact topic. So I can't possibly give you everything, but I can give you sort of what I have learned and what I have garnered from my experience. Because let me tell you, Instagram was the number one thing that helped me grow my business. I posted on there consistently. I thought about making quality content. And I know you might hear that all the time and be like, what does that even mean, quality content? If I knew how to make quality content, then I'd be doing it, right? But it means just going one step farther and remembering what people are coming to Instagram for. People are coming to Instagram to be entertained or educated or inspired. They're coming to feel something. So I have heard people say that Instagram is actually, forget about it being a photo sharing app or a video app or a TikTok wannabe app or whatever. Instagram is a storytelling app. So quality content is content that tells a bit of a story and evokes a feeling in the people who are watching. So making quality content is about taking that photo that you were going to take and then looking at it and going one step farther and thinking, okay, how can I make this really a little bit more special, stand out a little bit more? And that might be as simple as Instead of just taking a photo of your finished calligraphy piece, put your hand in there with your pen that is dipped in ink. So it starts to tell the story of, oh, this isn't just a static calligraphy piece. Somebody made this. Now I can imagine, oh, that hand belongs to someone. That pen, they dragged it across the page. You see how adding elements of storytelling and a little bit extra can just be very simple, but it does take a little bit of extra thought. That is my best advice for growing your business on Instagram is posting quality, consistent content as consistent as you can do. If you are not in a place to post every single day, don't 
burn yourself out trying to post every single day and then be inconsistent and just stop showing up one day because you got tired, right? Maybe commit to three times a week, two times a week, and then, you know, three times a week on stories, whatever it is that works for you, commit to what you can show up for. The second best piece of advice I can give to you on Instagram really flows from that first piece of advice. Creating quality content is about shifting your focus from you, the creator, to whoever is watching, whoever you want to come upon your work and you want them to stop and you want them to maybe click into your bio. You want them to click a link. It's about getting more into the brain and emotions of that person who you're trying to target. So instead of just posting, you know, photos of all the things that you've worked on and saying something like, oh, I absolutely loved creating this piece, it's shifting into, okay, who do I want to see this? Who is my customer? Is it busy moms? Is it college-age students who want a cheap way to decorate their dorm? Is it a big company who needs calligraphers for an event? Who is your customer? And then creating content at an angle to speak to them. Instead of just posting, hey, here's something I created. Here's something I created. Here's something I created. Here's something I created. And then having in the caption, oh, DM me if you're interested. Or, oh, I really had fun creating this piece. Maybe think about putting that piece on a wall say that might look like a college dorm and photographing it and saying, hey, looking for unique but affordable art for your wall? I created this. Let me know if you're interested or what would you be interested in seeing or what makes a piece special to you to hang on your wall? So that's just, I'm thinking of this on the fly, but it's an example of how to shift more into your customer shoes rather than you. Because let's be honest, people are selfish, including you, including your customers, everyone. Everyone's a little bit selfish and they want to know what's in it for them. So do that. Storytelling, think about your audience, quality, consistent content. That's the best way to grow on Instagram. Next question, and I got a few different varieties of this question, but it essentially boils down to how do I get clients? And this came in from Al-Hodji. Al-Hodji, I told you I was going to butcher these names. I joined a wedding group in my area and posted, but no luck, or Halima's Calligraphy. I've messaged event managers and local businesses, but nobody responds back. I'm really losing inspiration. I'm getting discouraged. I want to give you some tough love here. If you've joined a wedding group and posted once, or if you've reached out to a few event planners and local businesses and are not hearing back, and that is your reason to give up, my tough love is it takes more than that. It does take a lot of putting yourself out there and rejection in order to start getting those first clients. I'm going to give you the the analogy of professional basketball. Basketball, I actually was was really into growing up. Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls and just watching them excel. And Michael Jordan is, you know, of course, the epitome, like the greatest basketball player to have ever played the sports. Can you imagine if Michael Jordan, when he first started basketball, through like a couple of baskets they missed and he was like oh well I'm getting discouraged I guess this isn't for me I guess I'm not cut out for this like yeah I'm not going to do that anymore no Michael Jordan was great because he was so dedicated because he practiced because he showed up day after day after day and he wouldn't give up and he wouldn't let others give up 
So why should we expect that an athlete, any level of athlete, right? You expect that you shoot hundreds of baskets in order to perfect your technique. You practice hour after hour. If someone came up to you and was like, yeah, I wanted to be a basketball player, but you know, I shot a few baskets and they didn't go in. So not for me, I'm going to give up. You'd be like, yeah, no, you didn't really try. So why do we expect that success for us as creatives and creative business owners? As creatives, right? A lot of us, I've heard from so many people, oh, I tried calligraphy, you know, and it was really hard. So I gave up. Or when it comes to creative business, oh yeah, I reached out to a few people and like, I didn't hear back. So obviously this isn't for me. You got to just continue doing it and refining your pitch when you reach out, making it about them, make giving value to the people that you're reaching out to, continuing to tap, again, your network so you have some sort of connection to those people, putting yourself in their shoes. If you reach out to a local business randomly and you say something like, hi, I'm a local calligrapher, I'd love to work with you, message me back. Imagine that you're that local business owner and you are busy as fuck running your own business and people are approaching you all the time, why would you respond to that message? Maybe it takes something a little extra doing a special calligraphy piece of their store name or a sign, redoing a sign that they had in their window or making little product labels for them and saying, hey, I just, I took the liberty of whipping up a few pieces just to show you what I can do. If you, you know, like this and feel like it would brighten up your store, please, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Here I am. Do you see how that makes it a little bit extra special? No one is entitled to success in anything, including creative business. You got to work for it. It's absolutely possible, but it is not easy and you don't deserve it. You got to put in the effort. So that is my like overall point is you cannot expect instant success. If you want to be successful in business, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and be rejected and be ignored and fail and learn from those mistakes. That's the best advice I can give you is really get into the mind of your clients, your prospective clients, give them value and keep showing up and doing that and don't expect instant success. Also, tap your network because that's really, really, there's more there than you probably think. The next few questions are going to be a little bit more detailed tactical questions. The first is from the letter grain. What systems are important to set up first? When you're starting out a creative business. So when you're first starting out, there is so many potential things that you could be doing. I would say the first systems, right? Those are things, processes that you put in place that help you to keep organized and on track and that help automate things so that you're not doing the same thing over and over again. The most important systems when you first start out are how to manage and track your money. So important and I know so scary to a lot of beginning creative business owners and something you want to avoid, but so important. So it can be as simple as signing up for QuickBooks Self-Employed, $10 a month, and it literally helps you to separate out your business and your personal expenses. You need to track your money in the beginning in order to see what is actually profitable. Because if you're going to put all of your energy into making this product over here, and you're not realizing that it's actually bringing you maybe a dollar for every hour that you work, that's probably not the best way to use your time, right? So a system for tracking your expenses and your profits and your money in general. Number two 
is to start creating templates for communication. As a beginning business owner, there's a lot of back and forth. You reaching out to prospective clients, you responding to people asking you about your work, you sending out pricing quotes. The best thing you can do is start to create template responses and emails for all of that stuff. So when that, when you reach out to prospective clients, you pull up that same template and you just tweak it a little bit and you send it out and you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. Okay. So money and communications. Those are the two systems I would recommend you focusing on. Next question is from Michelle Burgett. How do you figure out pricing? Okay. This episode is already getting longer than all of my other episodes because I have so much to say. So I'm going to give you a really brief, brief rundown on pricing. And then I'm going to save that for a whole other episode, which I'm happy to do because it's such a deep topic. The best thing I would say to figure out pricing is number one, do your market research. So go out on Etsy, look at other calligraphers' websites, look at other offerings you can find elsewhere and just get a sense of where the the market is on pricing, okay? Because that's important. And then number two, think about what you want to make as an hourly rate. So what do you want to take home in your pocket that you can spend as your hourly rate? Is it $20 an hour? Is it $40 an hour? Is it 60? Is it 100? And then really working backwards from there and understanding that, okay, there are expenses that come out. There is time that I put into a project that's not just working on the project. It's communicating with the client. It's setting up my web page. It's sending out a pricing proposal, right? All those things. But having in mind, okay, my aim is to make this much per hour. And that will really help you to guide your price. All right, I'm going to close out with this question that really just struck me. And I so want to respond. It's from Shivani Manik. Are there any sure and safe calligraphy ventures to get started with? It's a great question, right? It's, I feel like it's a true, honest question <laughs> from that scared part of all of us that wants safety and a guarantee. So my short answer is no. No. There are no sure and safe ventures because nothing is certain in life. We think that things are certain. We think that things are a more predictable, safe path, but really there's no certainty. A meteor could strike us all tomorrow. You could get hit by a car. Any number of things could happen. Aliens could land, right? So really like the sort of, in the grand scheme of things, nothing is certain. But that's also true of business. Look, if there were a sure and safe way to go out there and start your creative business, then everyone would do it. And it wouldn't even be fun anymore. Because part of the fun of going out there and starting a creative business is the challenge of it. Is the thought, ooh, This is something brave that I'm doing. This is something that not everyone does. This is not something that everyone can do. I'm going to try this. I'm going to put myself out there. That's what makes it exciting. And that's what makes it rewarding when you actually succeed. If you were guaranteed success, then success would mean nothing. If success were guaranteed, then that means that you had nothing to do with it. That means that every Joe Schmo could go out there and follow those exact steps and do that safe and sure calligraphy thing and they would succeed. 
And then where would be the reward? Where would that be rich and fulfilling and beautiful and an accomplishment and uh, something to feel good about? It wouldn't, right? That is my overall philosophical answer is there is nothing safe and sure and certain. And we go out and do it anyway. And that's what makes it rewarding. But to give you a little bit more of a tactical, like real life answer, down to earth answer, there are some things that you can start with that are less risky for sure. For example, doing calligraphy envelopes and place cards for events or weddings. That is something that has been done so many times before by other calligraphers. And that shows you that there is a demand for it. People are always getting married and having events and and wanting to make their events special, right? You probably have friends who are having events or who might be getting married or friends of friends or friends of coworkers, right? Again, tapping that network. That's the kind of thing that maybe there is less risk. The other thing that makes that a little bit less risky is that there's not too much overhead cost for doing envelopes and place cards. You maybe buy some calligraphy supplies and some inks. They're fairly affordable. Sometimes the bride even provides the envelopes or the paper for the for the place cards. Or even if you buy those, again, they're fairly affordable. So that's the kind of thing that you can go out with and kind of calculate and keep track of your money and decide, okay, this is less risky. I'm going to start with this and see where it goes. Versus jumping right into printing a thousand planners that you want to sell without knowing if they're going to sell. That's way more risky and involves a lot more financial risk, right? Because you might not sell them. So you can think of things, of ventures as less risky, more risky, and where do you want your risk level to be? The bottom line is there is nothing that will guarantee you success. That's true of everything in life. And that's why you work for it and you keep showing up. And you make adjustments and you learn how to deal with the difficult emotions of rejection and discouragement. And you keep going anyway because you feel like you're worth it. I'm going to wrap up this business Q&A there. There are so many questions, great questions that people submitted that I couldn't get to. Maybe I will do a part two if people are interested in that. If this was valuable to you, please um, hop on over to Instagram and get in my DMs and let me know. I see all my DMs. I... Thank everyone who submitted questions. I applaud everyone who is interested in starting a calligraphy business or a creative business who is looking into it and asking questions and thinking, oh my God, can I do it? Because that's such an exciting step to take. And that's really the first, like such an important step in order to actually doing it. It's not easy. Not going to lie to you. It is hard to start a creative business. And yet it is so doable and it is so fulfilling and it can teach you so, so much about business and the world and yourself and what you're capable of. So if that is calling out to you, I really, really encourage you to take all this advice and stop thinking about it so much and just start taking the actions. That's the only way that you can actually move towards your goal. Stay on that crooked creative path. I will see you all next time. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, 
to just leave a rating on this podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.